everybody. I'm Andy Weinberg, and welcome to episode 78 of the David Osikinen in the Pocket podcast. 78, wow. 78. Happy Thanksgiving, Dave. Happy Thanksgiving to you, Andy. It's, uh, I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah. Well, one day away. I'm sure Dallin's got something, uh, yeah. something special planned food-wise for tomorrow. You know, it's it's a different kind of Thanksgiving, you know, with all everything that's going on. We're uh, preparing for a a, um, a a a smaller smaller group, but uh, you know, it, it it'll be great. She always does a, a fantastic job, and we have a great time. So, uh, I'm ready. Yeah, it'll, it'll it'll be nice. And you know, obviously, it's been a uh, just a crazy effed up year for everybody, but there's still a lot to be thankful for. Oh, Friends, family, hope, for sure. Hopefully, your health. Everybody's yeah. hopefully everybody's health. Right. Thankful to the doctors and nurses and the first responders who have been, you know, doing so much for so many Frontliners, people. Frontliners, man. All, Unbelievable. All this year. Uh, and thank you. Thankful for the music. I mean, because, you know, God knows music is, it can be healing. And we have, as you well know, Dave, yeah. one of the greatest musicians to ever come out of Philadelphia True. as our guest this week. Yeah. Uh, he's actually a return guest. We had him on back uh, episode 64, I think it was. Uh, he was actually our first guest back after we'd been on a hiatus for a couple months during when the pandemic first hit. And we right. weren't sure how we were going to go forward. And we got Eric on uh, via yeah. Zoom over the summer. Well, now he's back. Of yeah. course, I'm talking about Eric Bazilian. Yeah. Of the the one and only Eric, the Eric Bazilian. The one and only Eric yeah, Bazilian, yeah. Dave's longtime partner yeah. in crime in the Hooters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Eric is has some incredible new music, a new album coming out to promote. We'll talk about that. We'll talk yeah, about yeah. a little Hooters history at yeah, the end yeah. of the show, because it is your guys' 40th anniversary. And, How about uh, that? So, but if you're going to have a boss, you want Eric Bazilian as your boss. You know, he's been my, my, my go-to boss, him and Rob, and it's been really unbelievable. Great, yeah. great people, great people to work for, for many years. And uh, But it's funny, I can't even call it work. <laughs> even though we work really hard, it's it's just something we do and that we just love. So, well, um, as as yeah. all the fans who have gotten to hear the great music from yeah. Eric and Rob and you and the, and the Hooters, the whole band, the Hooters, yeah. over the last 40 years, and of course, a lot of the other stuff that Eric has done through the years. So, very excited to have Eric back on the show. I didn't mention that we're here again in the brand new, refurbished, redesigned it, yeah. Wildfire Radio Studios here in Woodbury, New Jersey. Our producer, as always, Taylor, on the other side, uh, making our lives uh, easy every uh, every other Wednesday. Makes us sound good. Makes us sound good. Hey, and we were talking about being thankful. Well, we're thankful for our sponsors, and I do want to mention that before we get started with Eric. Uh, once again, we're sponsored this week by GotPeace.com. Hey, the holiday Holidays are coming up. Hanukkah is like two and a half weeks. Christmas just over a month away. Oh. Or actually, I think it's exactly a month today. Um, so uh, check out gotpeace.com. They have all kinds of products that promote messages of peace. Shirts, hats, dog tag necklaces that come in different colors, each one representing a different good cause. Uh, little stuffed cows, love cows, peace cows, all kinds of products that promote messages of peace. Uh, check them out. Again, gotpeace.com or call 424 343 one, two, one, three. We're also sponsored again this week by our great friends at Croker Percussion. That's CrokerPercussion.com, C-R-O-A-K-E-R, Percussion.com. Eric Metz. Eric Metz. They're dedicated to creating quality handcrafted percussion instruments with superior sound quality and unmatched craftsmanship. And again, hey, the holidays are coming up. So if uh, you have a drummer in your life, this is a great uh, check out their website, Croker Percussion, or call them 215-669-8588. And we're sponsored again this week by our friends at the School of Rock Berwyn. That's the mainline School of Rock in Berwyn, Pennsylvania. Um, go on the website, schoolofrock.com. Check out 
go to the mainline Pennsylvania main uh, location. You can actually call them too. I, we, we never give the number, but Berwin. I'm going I'm, I'm to yep. give the phone number this week too. 610-647-2900. They start lessons, I think kids as young as six years old. I mean, it blows my mind. When I see, and, and when I see some of the little, like the little electric guitars and a little, <laughs> ba- like a tiny bass, and, and you see someone that's like six years old, a little girl playing uh, uh, um, uh, Seven Nation Army. It's <laughs> like, it, it blows my mind are on stage and they're some of them are just so good and they're having such a blast and rick allison and dave marsh do such a fantastic job wally's over there i'm over there we we just have a great time great, the performances great, are terrific great teachers like dave or, yeah. or wally smith on keyboards left of the dial right now is such a cool show uh, because there's some songs i'm hearing from that show right now that i haven't heard in ages and some of my drum students come and say can you teach me how to play that and i haven't heard it you know but you know farm the but by, by songs by the seeds and uh just some great stuff oh, that's man. cool great, that's yeah, cool. Very cool well it starts all the way as young as six years old and they go all the way up to adults yeah uh, starts with rock 101 and then you have the uh, all-star band, uh, you know, when, when you get to be Some the accomplished positions. Un- unbelievable. So, yeah, School of Rock Mainline. Check them out, schoolofrock.com, or call them 610-647-2900. And uh, I believe if you tell them you heard about it here on the David Osikin and In the Pocket podcast, they'll give you a little discount. Um, and then the last thing I want to mention before we start with Eric that we're also very thankful for is... The people that have listened every episode for now over two years, 78 episodes. Yeah. And um, one uh, listener in particular wanted to sponsor uh, for us, wanted to sponsor us this month, uh, in part because he's a huge fan of Eric's music and the Hooters in general. Yeah. Uh, But he listens every week, regardless of who the guest is. So a special shout out to our great friend of the show, Mark Maiolino. And he's become a good friend, you know. It's like I, I remember running into, you know, there's nothing like seeing somebody when you're on the road, like, I remember it was maybe about four weeks in and I ran into this guy and he had a Philadelphia Eagles shirt on. I think we were somewhere outside of Munich and uh, it was just nice having a chat with a guy like that. And, and and now I see him all the time at shows and he's just a, just a great guy, real supportive. And uh, he's, he's even traveled to the States to see us. So thank you very much, Mark, and happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. Yes, Mark. Mark, as a Philadelphia native, he's in Germany right now. And uh, again, he wanted to uh, sponsor the next, I believe the next next two episodes. So thank you so much. Thank you so much, Mark, Uh for all your support. And I know Mark, as I said, is a huge fan of our guest this week who we have on the line right now from Stockholm, Eric Bazilian. Eric, you there? Yo, I'm here. I'm in Stockholm. I'm in Sweden. (laughs) (laughs) That still blows me away, but it totally makes sense. And like he's here in Sweden for a week and he's already fluent, like a week he's speaking fluent Swedish. (laughs) Zarek. I'm I'm still struggling with that. I got to tell you, 20 some years and I'm still like, I talk like a two year old. Well, I'll tell you, uh, it's 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 wild that you're over there, and uh, and 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 you've been creative as ever. Uh, I, we're going to get into talking about the new record, but you know, when Andy was talking about you know uh, great music through this whole period, uh, uh, that was kind of like your salvation, right? This is what got oh, yeah. you through it, which it yeah. in most cases that's what it does, you know, it music, right? No, it's totally been my 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 rock and my salvation. You yeah, know? I mean, yeah. I don't know how you know. I mean, especially you know, lose, losing the tour and and all the, yeah. the great stuff we were looking forward to in yeah. twenty twenty. You know, I just thank God I had this basement here and yeah. and neighbors who who were like, yeah, use it, set your set your stuff up there. So, you know, I've got my uh, 
got a couple of guitars and a bass and a laptop and a good microphone and yeah. and um you know, boom, next thing I know, I got an album. And you're doing the best work ever. I, I you know, and you know, I've told you, the songs and what you, like, I, because, you know, an artist, sometimes it's hard for when you're writing the song, like, ah, I'm not sure, but, you know, like I was hearing, you know, I was fortunate enough to hear some of the stuff you were writing and I was knocked out. It was like, this is some of the best things I've ever heard you write. And, and, and it's great. You know, here we are uh, later on in our years and you're having that kind of creative burst. So, um, man, it, it's, it's really cool to see and, and, and be around for me. It's very cool. Well, thanks, Dave. And, I'm, you know, I'm so grateful to have you there. And I can yep. I can send you these 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 wacky tracks and you send me back drums. <laughs> well, I was so pleased to hear. Well, I mean, we'll get into I Miss Everything, but I remember hearing it. I think I because, I, you know, at the time we were both missing everything. And, and the song was just so, so real. I mean, because what we were going through, you know, and I and uh, so again, as someone that's like playing, like I'm hearing it over and over again. And like, I, you know, moments I'd have like a little tear and it was, um, you know, super poetic and and honest, really honest. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, this whole body of work is, has been nothing but honest. You know, yeah. I mean, it all started really before this whole pandemic stuff just you know being here spending a lot of time here and and, yeah. and home being home is there i mean i yeah you know i've yeah. got a, i've got a great life here you know i've got i've got most of my family here i've got right. great friends here but and what a family you know, great family. yeah yeah i mean yeah. and but you know but you know it's a lot of it's just been dealing with my own yeah. Your questions, you know, where is home? And you know, you played on a you played on a song called "Where Home." Is. I don't know where home is, and, and it's funny because because you know the song, some of the songs really evolved through through the process. Like I don't know if you, I think I sent you "Where Home Is" before I finished it, right. and the whole song was just like I don't know where home is. I don't know where right, home is. Right. Oh my god! Yeah. And then at the and then at the last minute, I I. I change the last course to now I know where home is because <laughs> home is kind of wherever I am. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, I think, you know what? I think, I think I heard that. I think I remember I heard the change, but, but you know, the funny thing about that is that no matter where we go, we're always bringing our heads with us. So no matter who we, it's like, well, we got to deal with our emotional states in our heads. And, uh, and, uh, that's, uh, it, but a lot, a lot of guys, sometimes uh, writers, it's hard to really get that out. And it seems like, that's what you did on this record. You were able to convey your feelings into music, which, I, you know, I'm I'm really I'm impressed by that kind of stuff. That's remarkable well, to be able to do that. Well, you know, the hardest thing with with writing songs is figuring out what you're going to write about. Uh -huh. You know, I mean, you know, to 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 come up with with melodies and chord changes and guitar parts. It's easy. That's like that's riding a bike. Well, it's not easy, right. but you know. No, but for you, <laughs> it's like, but it's easy when I say it. Well, listen, I guess sometimes I forget we got an audience. It's easy for you. I mean, I, I let me tell you, I've seen Eric. I mean, right. forget about. It. I was telling you about the solo in in Revolution Street when he played that. It was like, oh, I I, I just did it on one take. I I heard it was like, oh my god, how did you do that? It was like there's guitar players that would. I mean, Eric just, it was like, 
going to the bathroom for him. Not, it happens. It was unbelievable. He just it happened. Ah, it was nothing. Yeah. I was like, are you kidding me? Listen to that. I was playing it for anybody. Check, check this out. Incredible. <laughs> so that's when yeah. I say easy. I mean, it, it is a, a gift that you've always had from the day I first have, time I, have, I heard you, the tone and the playing. It, you know, it, it, well, it's special. I have, I, have, I have more reliable access to that skill. Uh, okay. Than I do. Than I do to you know to finding, a, you know a really great subject to to write a song about. Uh-huh. And you know between you know my sort of personal dislocation syndrome now and right. now that you know and now you know the the what the pandemic has thrust upon us. Right. I did have a I did have a a real wealth of um of stuff to write about. I, I even wrote a love song on this album. And you know I, love songs don't come easily to me, but uh-huh. I kind of. I get, it it revealed itself to me. It was one of the first ones that came. I don't think you've heard that one, right mm. now. but you know, I wrote it like a like a, a real love song. It wasn't like you know, yeah. I'm going to use all the words that people use in love songs, and I'm going to you know, this was like the real deal. <laughs> well, you <laughs> did you did some stuff, uh, and I don't know because I don't know what exactly is on the record, but there was a couple things that I did that um, that you did in French, and I don't know if that ever made the record. But there was a song that you did. Um, I, 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 I forget, but I remember I said, I, I, actually, I thought you wrote it, but it was, it was someone else that wrote the song and it, it and you, but your performance of it was unbelievable. I mean, fucking, I was just knocked out by it. And, uh, it, it sounds like that didn't make the record, right? Is there any foreign speaking songs on the record or is that information you don't want to divulge yet? No, I mean, I can divulge what I know. You know, yeah. the album is still kind of a work in progress. I'm going to have... I kind of have like the, the the version of it now that would go out if I were, were releasing it today. But yeah. you know, the way the world is now, you don't put out an album. You uh, put out a single, then another single, then right. another single, and yeah. then finally you, got you put it. it you, you drop the album. Yeah. I actually I recorded three songs in French um, oh. at the at the behest of a, a friend of mine in France, a great guitar player. Named Fantastic. Durand. And and. You know, I, and the, the one that you that you that you're speaking of, "Ici en plus y a personne," was um, was the last one I did. And and I, you know, I, I my French is very rudimentary, but I, I have enough to understand what I was singing about. And it's an amazing lyric. It's kind of like between "Imagine" and "One of Us." Yeah, it's wow. like saying, you know, what if what if there's no one there in the sky? What if the sky is empty? Yeah, um, it's, tr- and, it's, um, it's great. And you know, and the musically, I, I, I that I, I really did the deep dive into the song to find a musical setting that would resonate with me. Right. Um, the the original is amazing by Alain Souchon, but um, uh, so I don't know whether it's going to go in the album. I, I don't either. Having a French song on the album would either make the listener go, "Wow, that's cool, a song in French," or go. I'm going somewhere else. Well, you, you got you already pulled off a song in German a, a, a while back when you did "Pissing in the Rhine." So you know German, French. I mean, yeah, you know. that's true. Well, I hope that's somehow true. that 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 music. I hope that gets out somewhere because I I I, I loved it. I listened to it. You know, like it was the track that was in when I was ride driving to the store. I just sounded great. It was just such great playing. That's cool. Wonderful. Hey, Dave mentioned "I Miss Everything," which I guess just came out. You just released it in the last day or so. Actually, I put the video um, had a premiere with uh, Glide magazine. Yeah. The uh, the single is actually being released uh, December fourth, a week from Friday. Are you okay with us? Video. Are you okay with us playing the song now? Because the lyrics are so perfect for this year. Um. Yeah. Sure. Please. 
Yeah, okay. Go all ahead. All right. Cool. I miss everything. 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 I've got everything. People, places, friends, and family. Who knows how long before I can see them again? And when I do, who knows if they'll be alive? And if they are, they'll everything I miss 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 everything I've got everything walking out the door into the car of mine which now My collection of guitars, the piano, which my mother many years ago gave to me. Yeah, I got everything I miss. Happy as I am, got no future, got no plans. I'm surrounded by love, love, and my heart can be as one, my soul alive as it was in times that seem very long ago. I miss everything, 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 I've got everything. 
That's brilliant. That's brilliant. It's it's great. Wow, man. nice mix. I hear the shake in the very beginning. I, I with these headphones, I could hear the little shaker. I had yeah. these shakers in the in the beginning. I was using, and I wow, that's there, man. You let the little nuance. That's really good. I what had a, to, man. That's my favorite part. What a great lyric and song. I I gotta tell you, I remember. I remember. I had a. I, I had some emotion when I played that one. You know, I, I plopped it on. I don't think I even listened to it. I said, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna play to this because when I do, <laughs> and I see what came up, and I remember I had. I I cried. It was like, oh man, you know, wow, Eric is so good. It it, it nice job. <laughs> Nice. Thanks, man. Very, Thanks, Dave. Very good. Eric, wow. does does the new album have a name yet? Um, it's had many names. <laughs> um, I, uh, the first name was Songs in the Key of B because all the songs were in the key of B. Right. Um, I wrote but but now they're not anymore, and that, <laughs> and that would be cheating. Um, um, I'm not sure. I, I I have one that's kind of rolling around my head right now, but I'm I'm not ready to let that cat out of the bag okay. quite yet. All right. Yeah. Wow, that's it's it's so exciting. It's it's really exciting when when you, when you're hearing stuff that it, it just you know gets to a place that you hope it's going to get and it's and it surpasses your your expectations. I'm I'm digging it. Well, especially I mean, it's been 18 years, Eric, since your last solo album. Was it the kind of thing where okay, we have this pandemic going on, I've got to do something to pass the time, I've got to be creative, or did you were you kind of looking to make an album this year before this or no, I wasn't. I wasn't at all. Um, you know, I, I'm always doing songs. You know, and Dave plays on yeah. most of them. And um, I, but I've never really taken the, the time or energy to say, okay, now I'm putting this together. This is a cohesive work. It's an album. Yeah. And it's the weirdest thing. I, I was doing this. Um, I did this podcast back in like April with um, with this 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 woman who is a medium. Oh, uh, I okay. didn't. I, I didn't. I didn't know what the deal was when I signed on. But Ooh. she gets she gets me on and say, "Okay, I'm going to get in touch with someone. Who do you want to talk to?" So, <laughs> I'm, I'm curious. Like, who do you want? Who did you talk to? I said my dad. Oh, that's so great! I was going to yeah. say before you did. I'm going, Stan. I'm going. Oh, I'm telling you, Andy. They broke the mold with Stanford, man. Yeah. What a guy! I mean, I and 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 he traveled with us at times. I, I, flying on a plane with Stanford Brazilian <laughs> is the most unique. I mean, I, I, he's the best, and we take walks, places. What a what an amazing father! What an amazing guy! I just you know I miss him uh, so much. And, uh, and so what what what'd you talk about <laughs> with them? Well, uh, I I had. You know, I was kind of being cranky, and I figured I'd ask him ask ask a question that would like throw her. And um, but she she handled it really well. And then yeah. she said, "Oh, up! Oh, I'm I'm getting a signal from him. He says that you've recorded um, you you've you've got five songs, uh, yeah. and and that that you should put out an EP. Right. This was right around the time I was just about to release Help. Oh the, yeah, you know, the Help single. Right, and that's so great too. Right." that was sort of the first of this, of this batch. Yeah. And, um, and, and then I said, um, no, actually I've only got four songs. And she said, no, he says, he says, you've got one that you, that you've given up on, but go back to it. Cause that's going to be an oh. important one. And yeah. that was, that was, uh, I'm letting a little cat out of the bag here, but that was back in the eighties, which you played. Oh, wow. What a try. I right, go eight one too. Yeah. Which is another, uh, an upcoming 
single, um, yeah. which has a great a great video, by the way. Yeah. Um, so you know that kind of was the first idea that well maybe I've got a little body of work here, and then it was an e- an EP, and then you know what I'm going to go for it. I'm going to this is going to be an album. Yeah. Yeah, because when you like it's it when you're it, with Eric, just to tell you, Andy, like he, when he's like, okay, the decision's made. He's making a record. It, it's like full on commitment, and you know, uh, uh, the dogs are out. You know, it's uh, to use a sports term, but he, he's he's in it. You know, so uh, um, yeah, it's <laughs> everything I'm hearing is so good and it's inspiring. Um, and I'm sure it's going to inspire a lot of other musicians as well, like you've always done. And, um, you know, it's I, made me hearing so. it made me miss. Like, it's funny, um, you know, uh, uh, the, uh, the all the other cogs in a wheel. But, you know, I saw Rob last week and I was just thinking, God, you know, it's like I, I, I miss him so much on that level of playing, you know, like recording and and doing that. I, 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 I hope that we someday get back to that again, because, you know, there's nobody like that guy either. You know, yeah. right. Yeah. You know, you know. It's yeah, uh, well. I, know, I mean, I you will get back. I mean, yeah, you guys yeah. are all still. I we mean, don't take anything for granted well, anymore. Of course, though, you don't take you anything know? for granted. But forget what your you know actual physical ages are. Yeah. I mean, when the Hooters last played, I mean, you guys are all still on top of your games. I mean, it's there, there's no chronological yeah. age yeah. reason for you to, to if shut, there's shut anything it down. that's been great about. Um, well, nothing great about the COVID thing and the virus, but I've been able to listen to more music and I've been able to listen to more of the Hooters music. And I, I, and, and, um, Rob, Rob, especially with some of the vocal performances he's done, like over the years, when when I listened to Graveyard Waltz from when we recorded it back yeah. in 1987. Or, or, or his performance on a cover song that we did, um, uh, She Comes in Colors. It, it's like, oh, my God. He, he, he's really special. And, 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 you know, it makes you miss him. And even if I – and I remember I was a fan before I played with Rob and Eric. I, you know, like um, uh, I, was, I was a fan of these guys. And I remember Rob was always like Mr. Stoic, keyboard player. And then that voice came out. I was like, wow. He's like a cross between Ray Davies and uh, – and I, I can't, but I always heard that Ray Davies thing in his voice. And, uh, and when Eric and him put it together, it was, you know, the, the amazing gumbo what yeah. happens, you know, so, you know, good amazing, stuff. Amazing gumbo. Maybe yeah. that's the album. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Well, it's that, that, that thing that happens when those, both those guys sing, you know, it's like there's, there's a, there's, there's a something that they create one voice, that instrument that happens between them. That is just yeah. unique to only those two. Um, it, it's, it's, it's a super cool thing, you know? Yeah. Hey, let's talk more about, and we'll get into some more Hooters talk at the end of the show, but I, I want to get into, talk more about the, yeah. new, the new stuff, Eric, because the first single, yeah. Heaven Ain't Gonna Save Us, that's another one that, I mean, lyrically, wow. I mean, talk about, you know, hitting, hitting you know, right on, right on the money with lyrics. Um, and it's a fun song to listen to, too. I mean, it's a, musically, it's an it's a, it's a upbeat, great song. Good story, uh, too, yeah, the way we wrote it. Yeah, yeah, give us the story behind uh, that song. Well, um, November 2016... Um, <laughs> a rough night for all of us. It was, you know, I mean, it was a rough night for for forty nine percent of us. And right, it was a great night for forty seven percent. Exactly. Of us. Right. Um, yeah. And I guess, uh, you know, I got together with with a friend of mine, um, uh, Matt. I don't know if you know Matt. Matt Carey. 
he's one of us. David and I share a vocal coach, um, Susan Dash, and Matt was one of her students. And he came over, and I had this this piece of music, and we started messing around, and all of a sudden, the song came out, and it was sort of not sort of it was completely inspired by that election and oh. just how how deeply polarized the you know the world had become and now yeah. and and you know there's there's one line in the song there ain't no right or wrong wing in a on a plane that's got to fly through a sky that's got room for all of us yeah uh, uh yeah it's wow it, it just becomes so us and them and you know mm. the you know you libtards and you fascists, you know, and it's like, come on, you know, we're not going to get anywhere like that. So it was really, it was, I, I call it a, a not a nonpartisan protest song. That's cool. Terrific. And I, I never would have, I mean, I assume the lyrics were just written this year because they obviously still sadly applied, yeah. um, you know, in 2020 as much as they did, you know, four years ago. So uh, I didn't realize that there was, that the song goes back that far uh, lyrically, but uh, let's play it. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, well, go ahead, yeah, Eric. Cool. Yeah. Okay. No, I mean, I had, that that wasn't. I wasn't even going to put that on the album, and then everybody was telling you how great it is. <laughs> it's great. Well, well, yeah. I mean, and you know, the original version of it was was kind of different. It was all fuzzy guitar, and and it had like you know some trashy drums I'd grabbed from something else. Um, and then uh, I decided to make it fit with the rest of the record, and you know, put based it around a mandola, and then put you know live drums on it, and 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 you know, made it sound like it sounds now. So it, it just, I realized that that was the perfect lead off for the album, that that would be the first single. And, um, cause it's, you know, it spoke to now, even though it also spoke to four years ago and I'm sure it will speak to four years from now and four years from then. Unfortunately. Yeah. yeah unfortunately. Hey, let's hopefully. hear uh, the, the new single from Eric Bazilian, heaven ain't going to save us.
so good. That's you know what? In a different era, that's a hit single. Like obviously, well, I mean, it could be the, it well, could be now. Well, I'm talking uh, about now. Oh, you know, great. obviously the the Billboard singles yeah. charts are dominated by yeah. by, by the younger the Tell younger set. It, yeah. But in a different era, yeah. that, that that has all the makings of a of a hit single. I mean, that's, I could hear it, Petty it, doing that. I could hear Petty. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah, Eric, Eric. You know, I I I. You know, I got this thing with Eric. You know, Eric, Eric plays every instrument. He speaks multiple languages, and it comes easy to him. And uh, the one thing, uh, 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 something that eats at, eats at me sometimes is that it, people don't realize how amazing his guitar playing is. Eddie Van Halen did. People realize, like, they see him. But uh, my friend Ruben Frank, who is an amazing sports guy, he wrote today on Facebook, he said, uh, Eric is um, an all-time five five." Guitar players for him. For him, he is like you're one of the top five guys for Ruben. And Ruben is a music junkie. Oh yeah, no, no, so that's, you're that's, high five, that's, that's high praise. That's high praise coming from Ruben. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, yeah. And he's told me that before. Right. Well, you it's, know, it's, you know, because he can play anything. I mean, the weird thing about Eric is, you know, he. But people aren't also aware of that. You know, he toured with Joe Bonamassa, and I always hoped that Bonamassa would have him play electric with him. But I, honestly, God bless Joe, but he might have been a little threatened by my friend Eric because <laughs> Eric is it can play that stuff, and 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 you know, well, let's he's get scary. let's let's get to the root of that. Eric, when did you? How old were you when you first picked up the guitar? Um, I was probably eight or nine. My, my uncle Bob showed me how to play a few chords. I could play down in the valley. <laughs> and, and, and then I, I actually, I actually performed on the Gene London show. Right. Philadelphia when I, yeah. when I was 10, I did, um, the first song I, I actually learned to play and sing completely was El Preso Numero Nueva by Joan Baez in Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> getting getting back to the foreign language. There thing. you go. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I mean, you know, he, he's got a thing, you know, it's uh, uh, um, unbelievable. Um, but then, so then, but then when the Beatles played on Ed Sullivan and, you know, every boy in my generation wanted to do that, I already, I had a, I had a leg up cause I already could play some guitar. Right. Right. Right, and you always played with great guys. Like uh, Nick Jameson was a good, a good friend of Eric's. They, they, Eric, Eric was friendly with Nick, uh, younger than Nick, uh, but we'd go see him, and they were friends. And Nick recognized what kind of player he was, and and uh, he would go to all these shows at the Electric Factory. And, he, and not only that, he's a great photographer. So uh, just you know the guitar thing. But I still remember it, one of my earliest. Um, uh, first time I ever, ever like said, "Oh, that's Eric Bazilian." I was a Carmine. I was with Carmine Rojas, who uh, we call. He had a nickname at the time, and I was with Carmine and a few friends. And uh, you, uh, Car Carmine, just started playing with Baby Grand. And Eric, you were riding your bicycle around Chestnut Street, and you had this bike. You're and jumping ahead, Dave. I was actually going to ask. Are you going to get into we're that? We're going to get into that. Well, that's okay, going to ask when we get into I'm the... going to leave it, because, okay, but yeah. I got to remember we, when I saw yeah. him. All right, no, we want to hear the story. Yes. But yeah, we let, let's uh, so don't go back there. Um, but yeah, so so you didn't you, you had a band like uh, pretty young, right? When you you said you um, you saw the Beatles and Ed Sullivan, you'd already been playing guitar. But didn't you already have a band at that point? Or um... no, we we started me and Bernie, uh, Evil Bernie Seed. Borenstein, and well, even before Evil Seed, wow. me and Bernie and and Paul Kaufman, now now Paul Curry. Oh wow! Started we started a band called the Limestones. <laughs> Which limestones because the you know John and Paul's first band was the Quarry Men. <laughs> <laughs> Very clever. And you were what, like so 10, 11 years old I at this time? 10. I was, it's always working that hook. <laughs> so 
so and we we actually we played on the Ed Sullivan. Oh no, Ed Sullivan. <laughs> yeah. We played. We all we we played on the Gene London show. That's right. big though. Yeah, Gene London. We all that watched a, that. That was a big deal. Except yeah. when we when we played on that show was when I discovered that when he did those amazing drawings, he was oh. actually tracing. Which oh, I broke my heart when I heard that. <laughs> you know, yeah, it did. but um, but the, that the, you know we had that band for for a while, and then the first I guess real band was Evil Seed. That was also yeah. with Bernie and Paul Vernick and um, three different drummers. Bob Tankle being the yeah. the the ultimate drummer for that band. He was my first Davey, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Eric could always recognize, okay, what's going to work? Like drummers, as you know, I was always flattered, you know, because, you know, look, it, nothing was more intimidating than playing with Rob and Eric after you knew, like, two of my favorite drummers of all time. And also someone they played with, Alan Schwartzberg, uh, did a session with them. But Rick Murata, who I was a big fan of, and, 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 and Dave Prater, who I was keenly aware of. And all of a sudden, like, they say, hey, you want to come, you want to record, come play with us? So I was like, oh, no, I can't. I, can't show. I was scared to death. Yeah. But, you know, it's like, uh, but when did Glenn Goss enter the picture? Because you, didn't he play in a band with you when you were young? He, we were in. Uh, I, I hesitate to say competing bands. Ah. Uh, he was in. He was in Lewisburg with, with right. Ed right. Maxson. Um, right, right. Same time as Evil Seed was happening, and we would both play at Hackett Circle. Yeah. Um, but but there was never any rival no. ri rivalry at all. I mean, no. we, I, oh, I I think Solitist was in that band for a while too. Oh wow. Yeah. The, uh, is that yeah, possible? Yeah. You but were... um, but that's yeah. That's you know. That's how I knew Glenn. Yeah. And then right around the time we were getting the Hooters together, I was I was spending a lot of time with with them with the Rangos and you know producing producing the, the, that that record. Some of the best of times. I I mean, you think about like in that little basement making music and recording with the with that group of people. I I I, I cherish those. I think back, you know, now where we are in our lives. I look back and go, oh my god, it, it was so special. Uh, and and the enthusiasm and the stuff that was coming out and uh, and you were the catalyst, you know, like you would hear it and Glenn, but guys like Glenn and Ziv, they were all just so wonderful, right. so great, great times, yeah, great times. I mean, I've been, I've been I, you know, I, I hate to use the word blessed, but I feel like I've been blessed to be around amazing people and Paul Vernick throughout all this. Mm -hmm. I remember oh, you told oh. me about Vernick, Eric. You, 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 you talked about playing guitar from a pretty young age. As far as songwriting, did that come pretty young also, or was that a little later? That was, I, I wrote a, I wrote a bit early on. I never really wanted to be a songwriter and I didn't want to be a singer. I wanted to be Keith Richards or George Harrison or, or, um, or Pete Townsend, although Pete Townsend was an incredible songwriter, is an incredible yeah. songwriter. Um, but, but I wrote a bit, but really it wasn't until I met Rob that, right. that I, did the deep dive into the, into the craft of it. You know, right. when I joined wax, um, when I joined wax, you know, he and David Kagan, the singer were, 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 uh, they were the songwriters in that band. And yeah. that was the first time I saw people who really worked at it and, right. and had, you know, they had, it, it was a craft, it was a skill. And I, they eventually let me into that crucible and I got to, I got to witness it. And I, you know, I really learned everything I know about, about the craft from, right. from, from being around them. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, they're, they're amazing. You know, it's, 
it, just to watch, it, you know, like I, I'm st- when he's talking about it, I think about Rob and, op- you know, his, his, the way he operates, the way he does. It, it, it's amazing. And, and, and both those guys. But I it, like the days of the Walkman and keeping tapes and listening to this. And uh, Well, we're starting to get into the history a little bit. So let's jump in. This is the 40th anniversary of the Hooters. And, Did we t- but we, I, I want to make sure that we, is there anything about the record? I mean, oh, the, sure, the, sure. the record, the, the, oh. the, the new record. I mean, uh, uh, people will be able to pick it up with Spotify, iTunes, all that kind of stuff shortly. Is that available soon? Yep. Well, the, the uh, you know, Heaven Ain't Gonna Save Us is available yeah. on the, all the digital outlets. Uh, I Miss Everything will be December 4th. Yeah. Um, probably another single in January. Yeah. And, um, and then the album sometime in the spring. The yeah. only thing I would say is, please, if you're a Spotify subscriber, follow my, my profile because apparently – that really helps with the algorithms. Oh, you know, it's we're we're in such an AI matrix age now that that in order to to get attention, right. you've got to trigger the algorithms, right. which means you know yeah. people have got to pre-save you and then they got to stream you. Um, you know, it's funny. I, I keep track of 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 all my my activity on Spotify, and um, I have two thousand streams of Heaven Ain't Gonna Save Us in Lafayette, Louisiana. Wow. Because I because of one fan who has had it on repeat since it was released. I have 78 streams in Philadelphia. Wow. All right. First of all, I got to okay. do you know this fan in, in Lafayette, Louisiana? L.A.? L- I, 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 I know her. I, Is it L.A.? Facebook. Okay. No, no, okay. no, no. It's, okay. Um, no, I, I, I'll keep her name private. Yeah, 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 sure. But I think that's cool. But. And then, and then I've got a couple thousand in Stockholm because of yeah. a, a couple of friends who are who are doing that. But I really need people to like just stream it, put it on repeat, turn the sound off, go about your business because that really helps. But the main thing apparently is to follow the the artist profile. Oh. Um, and yeah, I, I you know I'm, I'm learning all this stuff. Yes. Yeah. You know, I've 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 actually gotten a a real team together to to promote this thing. You know, digital marketing, digital That's advertising. Good. Yeah. Um. You know, I'm I'm trying I'm trying to become a grown up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With with all of this, and uh, you know, I have a new website. Yeah. And fortunately, I have a, I have a, a good friend here in Stockholm who's a um, he's in this great band, Put Alone in the Congregation, that I produced a couple of records for, and he's a he's a graphic designer, so he got someone to do my website. He set me up with a killer photographer here. I've got some great photo. Man, you are so handsome. I looked at that picture. I got friends of mine telling me. Oh, I said, okay. oh, it's, it's so funny. Did you see that post? That Dave just, posted, yeah, promo for the show on Facebook. Use your, your new uh, publicity photo, Eric. And yeah, the, the comments are, oh my God. It's, it's so it's, funny. It's, and one guy but, goes, man, and he's great to look like. I said, I said, I can't stop looking at him. I, you know? I, yeah, but you're like, usually looking at his ass. Yeah, on, I look on, at his ass. I, well, I, do, I do the Ringo thing, you know? Like, I, I watch the ass, so where the, where, where, where well, nowadays they'll get in ears back when you couldn't hear anything. Watch how he moves, but but I'm well. And it's just funny. People are just commenting on I mean, the photo is great, but Eric Eric looks great, and the photo is fantastic. But you had the comment. You got to read the comments. They're great, Eric. They're really funny. They're really funny. You know, All right, that, that's cool. Good advice on Spotify. So basically, 
they should just follow you uh, or, follow, or the profile. Pro, follow the profile. Is that follow how? the profile. Yeah. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Twitter. Follow my Facebook YouTube. page. YouTube too. Uh, YouTube. YouTube yeah. too. You know, and don't 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 send me any more friend requests. Yeah. <laughs> it's so hard. Yeah, I know. I, I I it's hard to figure all that kind of stuff out. It's great that you have a team that's doing it. Um, you know, uh, and these guys like at these companies, they'll have these meetings. You know, I had a period there where I worked for a pretty big internet company, and and we have meetings on how do we change because they change it all the time because they want to they don't want because there's smart people there to game the system so they don't always want to try to avoid that but uh spotify um are they still a swedish guy still running the company there is that still oh be- yeah well yeah i mean yeah. it's a swedish company yeah although, right their, their headquarters is in london uh-huh but they've got oh they've got a killer office great office in, in new london. york too i was oh, at their office it's yeah. awesome yeah it's incredible yeah so Hey, actually, before we get into the Hooters little history thing that I was going to do, um, Dave, you wanted to mention the song Revolution Straight. Well, it was just funny because what happened, Eric, you know, it was, you know, I was working with this guy, Bruce Epstein, who, who was writing these songs. So we recorded an EP, and then he had a song that was a, a song about politics you know, uh, the election, uh, there was no right or, you know, just talking about how it goes down, some of the ugly side of it. So I, I, I wanted to kind of reproduce the song. So I sent it to Eric <laughs> and it was like within a day, it was like, he took it from, you know, say it was like 50%. He took it like, just took it over the top. He played keyboards and his guitar solo is just, just just fantastic it's like carl perkins meets uh, stevie ray vaughn it's just is there is there such a thing but it's really great and he said it was like well it was nothing i said are you kidding me it was great you know well you you said twang and i gave it some twang yeah, well you know it's funny my guys down in memphis who were working the record they were the ones that can we hear more guitar twang and i said well i, I got a guy i think that can do that and and like boom like right out of the park you know so well and, you know, the, and the lineup of other guys on the song Oh, oh yeah, Richard Bush on lead vocals, Steve Butler, Kenny Aronson. Yeah, yeah. you you on drums, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Richard Billy, Billy Goodman played slide on that. I forgot Billy played slide too on yeah. that. You know, and Eric killed oh, it. Oh, he killed that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Billy. Yeah. I'll tell you that the slide took it over the top for me. Yeah, really? Wow. Oh yeah. Well, the yeah, solo yeah. for me was like, but it's fun. It's fun. It's fun. Should we play some of it? Or? Yeah, play a little bit of it. If you want to take, you yeah. don't have to play some. Go ahead. Sure. Love that. You got that. Tax me today, knowing I couldn't pay. Hey, Mr. 
if, if now if if we re- were cutting you, I would have had like a break right at where he has that thing where the guitar just goes eh, stop right there and going into the next verse. But being that we recorded that year, uh, you know, about four years ago. Um, but for me, it's that just what you did a guitar with. You know, it's not like a lot of notes. It's just you played the perfect shit. It was incredible, <laughs> really good. Well, thank you, by the way. Oh man, it helped the election. <laughs> and Dave, yeah, I, I hope so. And Dave, if you if you asked me to, I could have made a breakdown there. You know, I can. I, I can know you could. Yeah, exactly. You can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. would, have, by the way, that'd be a hell of a band: Richard Bush, Steve Butler, oh, Kenny Aronson, yeah. Eric Bazilian, Dave Osikin. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That'd be a pretty oh, damn yeah. good. Uh, you know, sometimes we've had that happen in the pocket. Sometimes, right. oh, had, yeah, had, yeah. That, had that group up there. It's great. Yeah. You know, so it's fun. Yeah. All right. Well, as I was saying. Because well, I, you can't. You got two Hooters on the podcast at the same time. You can't have. Yeah, yeah, you can't yeah. not have some Hooters talk, especially yeah. 40th anniversary. Yeah. We got a lot of Hooters fans listening. So I came up with just kind of ten, kind of just little quick questions to kind of throw at you guys, looking back at the you know the, the history of the Hooters, Verbal. and uh, we'll, have, we'll have a little fun with some Hooters talk, yeah. and maybe we can talk a little bit more depending on how much time we have at the end about anything else Eric has going on. All right. So first question, Eric, what were your yeah. earliest memories and impressions of David? <laughs> Um, oh, no. I, the, I met David before I saw him play. Could, uh, did I meet? I think we actually met at Stars, right? When you were doing that. Um, yeah, well, actually, I, I thought we, we see. I thought you were at, already at the Anchorage before that, but maybe it was Stars. Maybe it I was because I, I went there because I I had a song in that contest that you guys had won. You did. I did. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> well, you, you didn't because because um, the person who performed it didn't put my name on it. Oh. He, cla- he, he claimed it for his his own. Who, can um, I ask who did that song? It was it was Paul Vernick. Oh, you're kidding! Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. I, I had written that song and we had, yeah. we had done it, but uh, he he apparently since I was signed with Baby Grand, uh, it was uh, it would have been ineligible. He oh, didn't okay. ask me. He just. He just, he just did put it. it down as as his own. Oh, but, um, it was the finale at, uh, and you, I remember cats were there. Yes, and you yeah. guys. Yeah, was that and, stars? And, uh, that was stars. Yep. All oh, right. And I, I just remember seeing you, and I remember you, you know <laughs> telling me that that you you would come to to the Bijou yeah. to see Baby Grand yeah. and Carmine. Yeah. But but my first memory, my the, the one that sticks with me, is. <laughs> When when you guys got on stage, and I, I I was standing on the side of the stage, and I when you hit the snare drum the first time, <laughs> I knew that's our guy. Oh, that's great. That's nice. It was those yellow Gretsch drums. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you you hit that drum, and it was just like I had that same feeling once before, which was the first time Bob Tankle played with. Oh, the that's uh, well, I'm, wow. Wow, and that was it, man. Wow, <laughs> wow, wow. Dave's got a huge smile right now, Eric. Yeah. You should see yeah. it. Well, I remember that because I, I, my my cousin, I had a cousin visiting from Finland there, and we were we were just all hanging out. And I still remember, you know, like I, the, you know, those days for some reason some people don't remember. I remember all that, you know. That's cool. I was mentioning like Eric, like Eric riding the bicycle. Well, that's you know? my question number two yeah. is to you, David. What were your earliest memories and impressions of Eric? Well, seen at Bijou Cafe and uh, Baby Graham was playing. Um, I remember him on stage. He had a beret on. They're were, they were playing. Uh, there was an amazing band. Uh, I remember them playing Never Enough. Um, 
I remember Rob, uh, back then Rob sported a little mustache and we were over, you know, by the bar. I just, you know, I watched the band because they were, I mean, here's guys that were playing with guys from Steely Dan and, and, and right. some of the best players that on records that I, I would look at going like, there are the guys and they were from Philadelphia. And then, and, and then he was friends with a friend of mine. Well, actually who was in the band Carmine. Right. So, uh, you know, I, I started, you know, and, and then when I met Eric, he was like a regular guy. He wasn't like, he, he didn't rock star me. He was like a total, Hey man, <laughs> how you doing, man? It was like, wow. He's like a really, a, a good guy and 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 then i think later on we you know um i think they rob and him came to the anchorage and then we ended up recording and you know rest is history you know it was just uh was it's great for me because right. you know here i am hanging out with two guys that were like from Penn. yeah <laughs> well speak i was barely out of woodrow wilson you know <laughs> right. uh, well, well speaking of Penn, let's go back even further for question number three Eric, when you and Rob first met at Penn, did you have to uh, do anything special to get his attention because he was three years older than you, or did you guys hit it off immediately? Well, I had already seen Rob play a couple of times. He was in a band called Wax, right. which had gotten some notoriety. They had a cover story in the in the Inquirer magazine. Um, wow! And I'd I'd never heard of them, and I see this you know this cover story and. These guys, oh my God, wow! Well, and this yeah. is happening right under my nose, and um, and I, I I saw them open for the Birds at Playhouse in the Park, and I saw them open for uh, John Mayall at the Factory. Wow! Um, and then my like my first week at Penn, I started taking this electronic music class. They had a Moog synthesizer, and and a four track uh, recorder, and Rob walks into the class. It was a little tiny class in the basement of Annenberg. And Rob walks in like, oh, that's the guy from Wax. That's <laughs> cool. Yeah. And I happened to be sitting on the floor playing an acoustic guitar that someone else in the class had brought in. And I think Rob, you know, was kind of intrigued because at that point, Wax had uh, undergone a transformation. They had two electric pianos, two drummers, a bass player, a singer, and no guitar. Ah. So I kind of fit, you know, I fit right in there. And then yeah. th there was, you know, a ready-made band, which fit right in for me. So boom, let's do it. Wow. And, yeah. and who knew that that moment led to you know, yeah. a, a now coming up on 50 year partnership. Which Amazing. Is, it's partnership. crazy. I mean, yeah. Yep. It's, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. All right. Question four for both you guys, what was your favorite place to play during the band's early years? Cause you had some regular spots that you would play over and over again, where you were really popular. Was there one place for either of you that was the favorite place to play back uh, then? You went, I'm talking, you know, early, you know, early well, 80s. For me, for me, um, my fondest would be Vernon's because it's just what it represented. And then, of course, Grendel's, you know, those Grendel shows are, are, are hard to just, you know, the friendships. I mean, you know, it's not a big place, but there's like millions of people with a sauce there. <laughs> you know, yeah, you know right. the story. Right, sure. You know, but um, so they were probably, uh, you know, in the early years. Um, Going on the road playing Richmond, yeah. I might be take, taking some of Eric's because I'm naming a few, but they stand out for me. You know, the Ver Vernon's gigs were, you know, 
kind of hard to. Well, because, that's because for people who don't know that that's Dave's hometown. That's, that's and, and, and these people from where I grew up, where I grew up, would come, and we were different than any band that was playing. I mean, we, you know, it, it was just different. So it was a, a fun thing to witness people seeing us. And uh, I remember the first place we played, the guy said, "I don't know if I get it. I don't know if people can dance to this." And and next thing you know, Vernon said, "You could come play my place," and we did all the time. But Grendel's was great. What about you, Eric? Yep, I, I, I got to agree with Dave on both of those. I mean, Vernon's, yeah. you know, sentimentally, yeah. you know, that that was our star club in Hamburg. Yeah. Right. And I guess Grendel's was our cavern. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, but then I, I've got to give an honorable mention to Ripley's. Yes. I, I, I yeah, yeah. True. Ripley's didn't, didn't, wasn't there that long. The thing about Ripley's was it was a little bit bigger and right. it felt more like a legitimate concert venue. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, do, do you remember playing, you know, it was a great one early on with when we first started was the, um, um, oh, my God, New Jersey, uh, Trenton, uh, the uh, punk the, club. Oh, City uh, Gardens. City Gardens. Right, sure. Oh, my God. Yep. I mean, yep. I, I, what we had some shows there. Place was packed. John Stewart was the bartender when we right. played there. Yep. Um, it was I remember ordering a drink from him. You know, it, it was like uh, that was a scene. Some nights when we played there it was really something. Well, Dave, I never knew that John Stewart was a bartender at City Garden. Yeah, he was our he bar bartender. He was a wise guy. I remember I'd go get a drink from him, and he was really he kind of, you know, hey, what do you want, asshole? <laughs> that kind of guy. Wow. He was and, yeah, and he, we, yeah. And we were never on the show. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, if you ever get a chance, I don't know if you've ever seen it. Um, there's an oral, I forget the name of the author. She's a Morrisville woman yeah. who wrote a book, An Oral History of City Gardens. Yeah, and, we're in and, a book. Yeah, yeah. there's some, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. some great stuff. All right, now, as far as um, a specific gig, okay, we talked about the general, the places you like to play. So question number five, other than the obvious biggies, Live Aid, Amnesty, the, the Berlin Wall show, is there one specific gig that stands out as particularly memorable for whatever reason, maybe really good, really bad? Is, is there one specific gig for either of you? And the, night we, the night we played, um, we opened for The Who, and we went down to Richmond, and we, there was a friend, we played with a band called The Good Guys, and we played uh, in this... It was the college. Um, it was outside, and I still the date. It, it I I still visualize it. We the good guys were a great band, and we had to go on after them. Um, and we had a great show, um, but we, we we just opened for the Who, and we couldn't see the Who, and we went to play our own gig. And that gig for me, I remember being just really really cool, and the band was great. I I, I remember being particularly being. Totally. I mean, we were totally a different thing. Uh, we were doing well, this for, been... for your love, and I was playing as fast as I could, and, <laughs> and fast as I could because you know, like ska and how crazy and frenetic. Right. So this would have been make it. This would have been 1982, right? Yes. 82, yeah. 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 What yeah. about you, Eric? Is there one gig that jumps out at you? Um, there's a bunch of gigs. That <laughs> I know out. it's hard. Um, to... I'm I'm gonna give you two. Um, one, one, the one that I usually pull out of, pull out of the hat is um, when we the, when we played at the concert house in Stockholm in nineteen ninety. Wow! Oh my God! Yes. Be, because we had been graveyard waltz. <laughs> great. Well, we had been we had been touring. Um, yeah. We'd been touring uh, the U.S. and it wasn't going great. You know, um, when Zigzag came out, there were changes afoot at the record company, and yeah. they kind of shook our hands and said, we love you guys. And then they kind of dropped lied. the ball the next Liars. day. Liars. Yeah, <laughs> they lied um, right to so, us. 
so we were having a, we were having a tough time and and you know we were there was a little bit of friction i remember yeah. on the tour bus yeah uh, on our, our to drive home yeah. and like there might have even been some fisticuffs <laughs> uh, we were a family <laughs> yeah that's what that's what yeah. families do yeah. but then we had like three days off and then we flew to sweden and we we played at the concert house which is this beautiful venue incredible exquisite building and it was sold out yeah it was totally packed and and they knew every word to every song it was like <sighs> oh my wow. god it was a real Sally Field moment for us. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Yeah, we were all looked at each other like, "Oh my God, we have a place to go." It was unbelievable. I knew we were big there when Mick Ronson showed up for soundcheck. I remember Ronson <laughs> yep, was, that was at, a, uh, and he was that it, was the next night. Yeah, the next that night. Was the next night. I walk up Mick Ronson. I said, um, "Excuse me." Uh, and, and 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 it was Mick, and he goes, "Oh, I just wanted to see you guys play." I was like, wow. "You're fucking Mick Ronson!" Oh my God, you know? Oh, but that was incredible. I got to give it. I got to give an honorable mention to the town and country in London when Roger Waters oh, came to see us. That was, oh, that's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> was yeah, that, I, was that before or after the wall show? Bef before. That's okay, why before. the wall show. Oh, okay. All right. He was a fan. <laughs> the manager of the club comes backstage and says, um, uh, Roger Water, Waters and his wife, Carolyn are here. Would they would like to come and say hello? Would that be okay? <laughs> We're like, oh yeah, sure. Bring him up. <laughs> like, it was unbelievable. We had drinks with him afterwards. We hung out and he told us stories that we can't repeat about David Gilmore. That was unbelievable. <laughs> Remember that? I mean, he was saying some things. It was like, are you kidding me? But, and, and we, and we had a friendship with him ever since. Incredible guy. That's awesome. Yep. All right. Question number six. What is your all-time favorite Hooters song to play live? And be honest, are there any that you're tired of playing live? I don't have any that I'm tired of playing live. Honest to God. I mean, okay. and more so now. Right. I don't know if there was ever a period. Um, I, 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 you know, because we've challenged, we changed over the years. Remember, right. I, mean, I just mentioned that. Early on, you know, uh, playing like at Richmond and playing as fast and crazy and to, to be become like more controlled. And not, not, not in a bad thing. We have to learn to like, you know, uh, I, I, the band Alive has evolved. Right. And in some ways, I think we're better than ever in a different way. Um, uh, for, and for me, I still think I, I still love playing like I got to mention Zombies because I think it's, it's such a great song. And I, I, as I love playing sad, that whole satellite segue thing with, with I, I love playing those songs. Right. Um, Eric's when we do Eric's version of one of us. So I got a few, you know, okay. that are, that, that are just amazing moments. Yeah. I know it's hard to pin one yeah. down, but yeah. uh, that's why I, I sent you, that's why I sent you the questions in advance. Yeah. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it was hard, you know, yeah. that's like saying, which is, you know, which is your favorite, favorite of your kid. children. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I agree with with Dave. Those zombies is just always a blast yeah. to play. I love I love the eruption from the audience when yeah. Rob starts the, fir the first right. chords. Yeah. Um, no, it's that's that's a blast. I mean, they're all fun, and there are songs that I was tired of playing. Yeah. But I'm not anymore because right. I found a new a new life in them. I mean, our part of what we do is a job, and our job is to be entertained on stage, not just to entertain the audience. Right. And um, you know, in in doing that job, you have to find ways. To uh, to make everything fun, and right. I think we've all done a good job of that because it's all fun. Right. It, yeah, and it's amazing that you know uh, that you know it was such a disappointment that the tour what happened with COVID and losing that, but there, because of the way the the makeup of the group and everybody is just so 
proactive in doing what we all do when we're not with the Hooters, that I have complete confidence that when we go back, it's going to be ripping because it just that yeah. very thing. I mean, well, as I, I said, I mean, you guys are certainly on top of your game, you know, before yeah. all the, before all this happened. I mean, so it's, I, there's no reason to think you won't be when you pick it back up, but, uh, it'll be so much fun. It'll be oh. so much fun to do it. And it's, and, and until you, you, you're told that you can't do it, you realize how much it's, it, it, it means to you. Yeah. And to, the, and to the, well, to you guys, obviously, and then to the fans as well. I mean, it's, and it's, our fans are yeah, unbelievable. I mean, right. we'll have people listening to this podcast that, that are, I, I don't have words for how unbelievable they are. Like Christine and Kristen and, 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 and Jack and all these, these, these people that uh, Mark um, that are such big fans. And we've had fans over the years that have been so dedicated to what we do. Oh yeah, It's amazing. I mean, really amazing. You know, thank you guys if, uh, for everything. <laughs> you know. yep. All right. Eric, number seven's for you. And this one might be obvious, but is there one song or songs that you're most proud of writing? Um, well, yeah, the obvious is obvious. Right. Um, I mean, I, you know, I got to go with one of us. Sure, that. sure. Not, I mean, not just because of because of the reach that it's had, but because it just was such a perfect um, uh, expression of my worldview and yeah. me as a as a as a writer, as a guitar player. Um, yeah. When is but. I, when a song that obviously means that much to you and is that personal to you yeah. just blows up the way it did, did, yeah. did and just, yeah. you know, song of the year and, and record of the year, Grammy nominations and yeah. the album as a whole, which you played on and, and worked on is huge. Did I mean, did you have any expectations? And I know we're, we're kind of getting late on time, but, um, you know, I'd love to hear, you know, were you surprised by the success of one of us? Well, I wrote the song late at night. I wrote it to impress my wife, who's my girlfriend then. She just moved over from Sweden. Um, not, even, not even to impress her. She asked me to show her how I make, how I record a song on my four-track cassette recorder. And that just literally came out. Um, I knew that I had touched on something that was really special to me. Yeah. And then I, I, brought, I brought it into our writing session the next day with Joan and, and Rob and Rick Chertoff. And I just I played them my, my wacky little demo of it just thinking they'd say, oh, that's pretty cool. And then when Rick Chertoff said, Joan, do you think you could sing that? And I wrote out the lyrics and she sang it. I, when I heard her voice with that song, I knew. Yeah, that's I, awesome. I think we all knew. We all looked around at each other and we were just like, yep, okay. That's great. Yeah, it's still wonderful. I mean, it's it's a kind of song. I can't wait to see the kids start playing that at my school. That's going to be special when they start doing one of us because uh, it's going to happen and it's going to be fun. All right, all right. Number eight. Um, which Hooters song do you wish had become a bigger hit, or uh, or was just more well known in general? Uh, my, me for I'm alive. It's, it's it should have been. It's like to me, I still hear it going like, "What happened here?" <laughs> His song is like perfect. It's the perfect song. It's the perfect song. Yeah, it is. If we if we had released that, if that had been on One Way Home or Zigzag, yeah. it would have been a would it, yeah, you would know, it, massive. Would, yeah. Yep. Yep, I, I, I'd agree with Dave on that. And Carla with a K. Yeah, I agree. Great songs. Yeah, that that, that is. A, I know when we did the, when we had the audience pick their 10 favorite Hooter songs uh, for, I, I guess, for our 10th episode, Dave, we actually had the audience. And I, both of those songs, Carla with a K and I'm Alive, both did really well wow. uh, in, in, the, cool. in, the, in the voting. All right, here's All right. one. Number nine. What unreleased or unrecorded Hooter song do you wish had been released? 
I, I always thought we never really tried to uh, do uh, uh, solid rock uh, in a studio. Like, and, I, I, and, and the funny, the version of it that I always tried to play, and I could never play it as good as Jeff Portendorf, but the very first version of that, the way Eric played the guitar and the way it had this thing, was always my favorite version, and I just thought, you know, if we could capture that, but it never happened. That's the, that's a cool song. And, but it, you know, it, needed, it needed to be written, though. It still, it was never finished, but there's a, right. there's a great chorus to it. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great riff. Yeah. Um, and and in fact, that's that is never far from from my consciousness. That that riff, and I occasionally sit down and think, okay, what is the song that yeah. this riff wanted us to write? Yeah, yeah. There's something there, really, man. And that intro was the first tutorization yeah. in the world. That yeah. intro the, was the first time I played a mandolin. Yeah, and that and that melodica line. So that great. Was, that predates that predates and we danced. Yeah. Wow. So good. I mean, it, it, and that right there is the kind of macro. That's the thing, man. Right I remember. There. I remember some. I don't remember which gig it was, yeah. but I remember hearing you guys play it live. At, but at, we. I, I. Yeah. I. Yeah. Again, yeah, it that, just that, needs it. Maybe there's a. Maybe there's a. There's maybe something happens with that someday. Yeah. It's it's something that always goes like solid rock. Yeah. Eric, do you have one? Um. No, I'm glad that the songs that aren't released aren't released. There's a reason why. <laughs> All right. And the last question, because obviously so much of the Hooters history uh, you know, took place during the era of MTV and the videos and the, and the, and the, and the you know, different colored uh, you know, uh, things that you would have to wear on stage. <laughs> so what is your most embarrassing 80s fashion moment? Uh, oh, God. <laughs> fashion All moment yeah i mean you look back you know some of those uh, you know for me was um i i had i had to wear a um a, a rubber shirt that uh, uh that would get, was given to me to put on and i couldn't get it off uh, it got stuck to my body and and it was like i had to have three people pull it off of me I, I wasn't so much embarrassed by it but i couldn't breathe and i remember thinking oh, this was not a good idea so you know <laughs> you know we've been around long enough where some fashion things that were going on in the 80s uh we could go oh what was i thinking yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I kind of knew better going into it, but you know, we were riding the wave. I'll tell you, for me, the biggest thing is a while ago, someone asked me if I could go back in time, talk to my thirty, give my thirty years ago self one piece of advice. What would it be? And I realized I would tell that guy, smile. Oh, smile! You're yeah. you're having the time of your life. Yeah. Don't look so serious. I look at those pictures. It's you're like, serious. What was I thinking? Yeah. In fact, in fact, when I I did this photo shoot now, um, you're smiling. You know, this most recent batch. I I actually had to do a reshoot because the first time, the photographer who's a brilliant photographer, Tron Oldberry. Yeah. He 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 wanted me to be serious. He said, you know, this is a portrait shot. We want to look, and I got the sh the, the shots back, and I'm like, you know what? I know these are great photographs, but I can't live with this. You know, it's like I've spent the past 30 years regretting looking <laughs> so serious. <clears throat> so let's let's get something with some life in it. So yeah. I went back and did it again. Yeah. That's cool. They look great. Well, well, Eric, your music and Dave's music and the Hooters music has been making the fans smile for, you know, 40 years now. And, and hopefully we get a lot more of it. And unfortunately, we got to we got to run because we've pushed it right up to the limit. We did. Yeah. I Eric, love this, the new record, Eric. Eric the, the, the new stuff thanks, sounds great. Dave, Fantastic. Thanks, yeah. Fantastic. And Eric, thanks so much for being on. And I, I'm sure the Hooters fans enjoyed the, the little look down memory lane there. Um, thank you so much. 
to uh, all our sponsors. Uh, Gotpeace.com, CrokerPercussion.com, School of Rock, our friend Mark Maiolino. Thanks to Wildfire Radio, to Taylor, Taylor Behind the Glass, and of course to the great, great Eric Bazilian for joining us this week. Happy yeah. Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. And we'll see you next time. Thanks, everybody. All yep. right. See you next time, one in the pocket. Bye bye. Not get me. 